You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. Welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Lasanti, joined by my co-host Aaron Varola. Yo, what's up, folks? Welcome to episode 188 of the Fanboy Garage. Hope everyone is well. Wow, there's a lot to unpack today. So we got our first look at the Flash. Uh, there was a bunch of other trailers that we'll talk about from the Super Bowl. We're recording this on Monday, so last night. Uh, we didn't get a chance to give you guys our thoughts on the James Gunn update on the DCU, and we'll share a little bit more on that, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about The Last of Us, uh, which Chris Chris is catching up on, uh, and anything else that kind of pops up. But uh, we'll start with the elephant in the room, The Flash. Yeah, or that Batman movie with that <laughs> that happens to have The Flash in it. Um, so as it's being marketed. Uh, yeah, I mean, so the, the everyone was aware that the trailer was dropping yesterday. It did wind up dropping before the game even started um, yeah. online, which seems to be the new thing now. Uh, so during the game, we basically just get a bunch of commercials saying, hey, this trailer is yeah. available online. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's... There's a lot happening in this trailer. Uh, cool. It certainly, it looks epic. Um, you know, but I mean, the only thing I can go by <laughs> is just judging the trailer itself. Um, it's an effective trailer because it it got people talking. And I mean, I know yeah. today going into work, like there were more people talking about that than the game and it was one of the great Super Bowls of all time so I mean certainly yeah. it accomplished its goal um, you know this is the type of movie that lends itself to an exciting trailer right because you have a lot of things happening you have there's two Barry Allens there's Ben right. Affleck showing up as Bruce Wayne and Batman. There's Michael Keaton showing up as Batman. After 30 plus years. Yeah. Right. There's a Supergirl showing up in this. So it's like all of these things are happening. Oh, and General Zod shows up. And yeah. It's, yeah. you know, we see, a, you know, little glimpses of, of stuff from the, you know, the past movies. And so like all of these things just hit like one right after the other. So as a trailer, it's like perfect for that. Yeah. How that's going to translate to a movie, you know, will remain to be seen. You know, we'll find yeah. out in June um, because there seems to be a lot of moving parts to this. And, you know, hopefully they can they pull it together. Um, mm. I mean, know, James Gunn is on the record saying, like, he thinks it's a spectacular film. I mean, of course, he's going to say that he wants everyone to yeah, show up for exactly. it. He's got anything uh, said about these any of these movies coming out this year. Like this, yeah. Everything. Slate. Oh, Blue Beetle's gonna be amazing. Yeah, Aquaman's gonna be amazing. I mean, yeah, they, okay, they have sure. to because we know that they're all lame duck movies, and but they can't present it as such. I mean, they still want yeah. people to go see them, and it it doesn't seem like the the DCU that will be replacing the DCEU will be getting off the ground for like a couple of years. So they they have time, 
And um, mm. so, yeah, they have to present that and whatever. But either way, I mean, it's, you know, the, the trailers, it's cool. I mean, it's cool seeing Michael Keaton back as Batman, which, you know, I thought would be cool. Um, you know, uh, I don't know how that resonates with like younger moviegoers. You know, yeah. that that are getting. I mean, into I feel like everything these days is kind of like retro, maybe. Yeah. So maybe it's, uh, you know, it's a call for people to go back, but uh, it could be for people. You, you know, for for folks like us and folks older, sure. uh, who you know the their first live action Batman really, you know, in cinema is Keaton. I think probably got like super excited and be dragging their kids to go see this thing. Yeah. I mean, Um, for me, like, look, as much as I love what Christopher Nolan did and as much as I love what Matt Reeves did, Batman 89 is still the live action Batman movie that I watch probably more than the others. I'm not going to say it's my favorite or that I think it's the best live action Batman movie, but it's the one that I, I go to the most. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's funny. It's the same thing for me. You know, uh, he is he is my Batman because like that was my first exposure to to the character. Um, in, in cinema, like I grew up watching the '66 yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, same here. But uh, I'll never forget what it was like going to the theater. You know, yeah. to see to see Batman. Um, it was a big deal for me. Batman T-shirts, all that good stuff. You know, I, yeah. I wasn't I was caught up in it because I was like. I was like eight years old, like perfect for it, you know. Um, but uh, you know, it's funny. You said you said something about the lame duck stuff. I, you know, I, before this trailer, I'd have been all all for the lame duck terminology for this flash film. Uh, I am starting to see that it it can't be the lame. I like well, I say this lately, but it can't be the lame duck film because it essentially erases everything that we've seen before so it has to play a, a specific role in the rest of the universe and you know i we'll we'll see, we'll see what comes comes from it because i do think the there's some question marks there right so we see a supergirl and yeah. we know the supergirl is is a is a film that they're focusing on you know in this you know gods and monsters yep. era of the dcu whether or not that's this version of Supergirl remains to be seen. I think how uh, how audiences respond to her will make that de- decision, and obviously how audiences show up for this film will make that decision. Um, you know, I, as interest, you know, as as marred as Ezra Miller's history and past have been uh, in relation to some of the controversies surrounding them, like. They show up in a big way for this in this trailer for me, and I, I'm I was actually surprised because I kind of was like, man, not really. Am I really invested in this? And after this trailer, I was like, damn, I think I'm gonna have to go see this, like legit, go to the theater and watch this film because it feels like it's going to be epic. It feels like there's a lot at play. I mean, I didn't even think about Michael Shannon showing up as as Zod in right in this because movie. well, well, I mean, to be fair, why would you? Yeah, you I know, was like, like, wow, they, so, you know, they are leaning into the Snyderverse only to erase it, which I think is, which is hilarious. Uh, I, I but, mean, I guess the best way to erase it is you have to embrace it, right? Yeah, 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 100%, I right? Mean, 
Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Because what are you erasing? You're, you're, I mean, you, you can't. Um, you got to have something to erase. Right, right, right. Yeah, you can't just go like, oh, these movies didn't happen. Like, no, nah, we're gonna go like, nah, yeah, these movies did happen. And matter of fact, we're just gonna like scrub them. They're right. gone. Now it's not a thing anymore. Uh, like, is this, is this the Kara Zor-El from the man from Man of Steel? Like the one that had the escape, pod, you know, like her pod was open that Zack Snyder had always referenced, you know, in, in Man Who of Steel knows? that. That was Supergirl. Is it or is, is it the is? one? I don't know. I mean, that's the, yeah, these are all the questions. I mean, and where does it leave Aquaman, which is actually going to be after the Flash? So if he's right. if it's erasing everything and undoing well, uh, everything, well, it's is, after the Flash in our. In well, that's our what I mean, right? It could be before, but but again, there's that audience confusion thing again, where it's like it's erased, yeah. but 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 this movie took place before. And I know James Gunn didn't reference that the Flash and Aquaman are going to play a role in, like, erasing this universe, right? Mm. And kicking off. So whatever happens there happens. But, yeah, I mean, it's... And and like you said, like, is this the Supergirl we're going to get in the future? Like, is this the Supergirl that's going to be in Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow? Which we'll talk about in a little bit when we get into the James Gunn announcement. Because, like, here's the thing. If it isn't... Like if she, if she's it, new, so she's, she's new. She's if she's great and everyone loves the character, it's like oh, but you know you're that's it. Like you're not gonna yeah. There's gonna be a new her, version. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had a version of Supergirl in live action since Helen Slater, and it's like all of a sudden you're gonna introduce this version, and now a few years down the road you're gonna have another one. Like I, I almost feel like you would want it to be the same. Yeah, and they're, they're certainly themselves on the corner for this. Yeah, you're certainly like you're certainly set up for it. Like you could with the way that they're they're leaving things off. Like you know, I, I, I mm-hmm. assume where things are going to be split and certain things will be bounced to other universes and whatever the case may be. Um, that they, yeah. you would leave the door open for that. Yeah, I don't, you know, and the other, who knows what, uh, like where they're where they're picking her from too. Like, I don't know if she's a, uh, if she's like a super again a Supergirl from a different a, a different universe. Although she does in the trailer face off against Zod or or um, Feora, right? Uh, so I don't I don't know, but obviously you know like. Uh, I say obviously. I'm speculating here. I don't think that there's any like super meta human, like you know, Superman type meta humans in the Burton verse. So like, I'm very interested to see how this all plays out. Yeah, and how how clear it is, or how convoluted it might be. Um, you know, again, I think after watching that trailer, the new uh, the you know what looks to be like a younger Barry Allen. I don't think is actually Barry Allen. I think that's uh Thrawn. Thrawn. Here wait. Reverse flash, I should say. It's but very possible. Some... Yeah. Cause he's yellow. <laughs> he's yellow. Yeah. He looks a little, you know, I, I you know, he might be and this happened in the show, masquerading as somebody else, right? Um but yeah shit, I mean the to see to see Keaton back in the cowl and and of course like nod to the fact that he is Batman like that whole uh he's like yeah I'm 
Batman. Uh, I thought that was pretty pretty cheeky. Um, I, I yeah. thought they were gonna cut it. I didn't think that was gonna make the trailer because like we're all like oh. on the edge of the seat, like say it, say it, say it. I yeah. thought they were gonna cut it, but he does say it, so it's cool. And then it's funny because then this morning, even a little while ago, people are texting me like images of stills. Like, do you see all the suits that are in the background yeah. and? Like that shit is cool, or you know, you see, Affleck is in the in blue and gray, and and so and there's a Keaton suit that's a little blue and gray and kind of Frank Miller esque, and I'm like, yeah, I, you know, that's all cool as shit, but like, whatever. I, I, in my mind, I'm like, you guys are just trying to sell toys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't even know uh, if it's sell. It could be, but it, it's. I I think people are probably reading. Yeah, okay. Yeah, of course, he's gonna have a lot of suits. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. Batman. He, and he's been, and no. and you would assume he's been Batman for a very long time. Yeah, in this exactly for yeah. at least thirty years. Yeah, in this, this whenever he decided to hang it up. But uh, yeah, where, I mean, this is it. Just speaks to the excitement of fandom. You know, uh, to your point about mainstream audiences, is this going to move the needle for them? I don't know. I, I consider my wife to be ma- mainstream audience, although she, you know, she's slightly older, obviously. And she was like, she saw, I showed her the trailer and uh, she's like, holy shit. So Michael Keaton's back is Batman. She's like, that's my Batman. I'm like, oh shit. I didn't know you had a Batman. Get out of here. Right. We were, I thought I was the only one having these kinds of conversations. She's like, you know, that's my Batman. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, though, those, that movie is still iconic. That's the thing. And, yeah. and you know, people are, yeah. I mean, people are still going to hold on to that. Um, Nostalgia, yeah, for various reasons, and and you know the fact that Batman eighty nine is is you know very much a it's comic booky, you know it's not what Nolan did was a specific thing, and yeah, um, you know, and and in in truth, I mean, you know, younger audiences are being you know if you're a comic book reader, you're being introduced to the Batman eighty nine universe. There's a whole series done right recently, um, you know, so. <clears throat> But I do think the trailer has that that holy shit factor, regardless. Like of even if you you know you you could probably watch that. It just the sheer amount of things happening in it, um, yeah, get your attention. Whether you fully understand what those things are, you know, or exactly how it's going to connect, like it's still there's just a lot going on, <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, yeah. So yeah, like that's why I said like again, I don't know what the movie's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I don't know if it's going to make sense, but as a trailer, this was really effective. Are you uh, sold? Well, I mean, I was it, sold in the sense of like you're going to be there opening night. I mean, I'm going to watch it. Opening day. I'm going to be there only because I I would have I was going to watch it anyway, just because of with Keaton, right? Because I want to see right. where that goes, and and I do have some interest in seeing where they go with Batman, right? Right. Like the different versions of Batman. Because again, like that's why I said like Batman's my favorite thing of all time. I don't really right. care about the Flash aspect of this story. Um, mm. You know, I, I don't. I mean, to me, Flash is a convenience in this because he's able to reset these timelines, right? He's able, mm-hmm. his powers enable the story. That's all right. he accomplishes for me. Like I'm not invested in the, 
the whole idea of him, you know, trying to save his mom. I'm not invested in any of that because I don't, I feel like that's like a, that's a convenient plot device to tell a, a story about all of these other versions of these characters and to reset things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to it being a true like flash movie where, you know what I He's mean? He's facing like off a villain. And it's, bit, yeah, yeah, and it's about his individual motivations and all of that stuff. Like, right. Right. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I'm more interested in just kind of, I would say it's more of a curiosity <coughs> at this mm-hmm. point to just to see how it ends up. How, well, one, how do they tie everything together? Two, how do they pull it off, like, as a movie, right? All of these different concepts. And three, where does it end up? Like, how do they actually. I keep, you know, we keep using the word erase, but whatever they're going to do, reset, erase, whatever, like that stuff has me interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really it for me. It's for me, it's more about curiosity and like, oh, that'll be cool. Right. Uh, you know, the Keaton stuff will be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, maybe as time goes on and maybe we start to hear a little bit more about things and see a little bit more then maybe I'll be, like, super excited for, like, the movie itself mm-hmm. as opposed to the concept. Um, but yeah. right now, it's I'm, more I'm, about see, a curiosity I'm, I'm like of the not, concept. I kind of don't want to see anything else. Because uh, I feel like there's already uh, too much in it. Like, I get it. The premise of the film, I'm kind of sold. Like, you, m- mostly because of Keaton. Um. And, you know, when I think about it and I start poking holes through it, like, yeah, you know, I've already seen this story before on the show. I used to watch the show religiously. Um, and there's a lot there's a lot of that. <clears throat> right. Stuff that ends up happening. And it's on a new an entirely new concept. I watched Flashpoint, the animated film, you know. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the more interesting thing is to your point about what it does to the other characters versus like what it actually means for the Flash. And he can't actually fix anything, which is the other part of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I, but but to that end, I'm, I kind of because it seems like such a spectacle <laughs> of a film. I don't want to watch any other trailers and just I'll just go see it. Yeah. Like I might poke in and listen to what's, you know, somebody who I trust has who's seen it. <laughs> what their take is uh and, and kind of go go in there and use that to temper or or accelerate my expectations of the film but otherwise i think i'm kind of good yeah i mean and you know the thing too with keaton is when this was first announced the idea was that michael keaton was going to be batman in this universe yeah. like he was going to be playing a mentor role and he was going to take over the mantle so you know that's exciting now it's still exciting but it now it's a one-off you know, yeah, like now it's just like a gimmick and it's like, okay, we're going to do this. And, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, <clears throat> um, because of the amount of times this movie's gotten delayed, like Marvel beat them to the multiverse concept in right. you know, cinema, right? We've seen it now with No Way Home. This is essentially the same thing, right? It's um, so that whole like the and again we've never seen it with batman and these specific characters and i get that and that's why i'm i'm excited to see you know keaton stuff but Mm -hmm. i feel like the concept now which they were ahead of the curve (laughs) 
you know, in 2016, 2017, when they were developing this concept. Although I don't even think back then this was the thought. I think it was supposed to just be like a Flash movie. I mean, it was was going to be Flashpoint at one point. Yeah, and it's really not yeah. Flashpoint anymore. It's it's kind of a take on Flashpoint, um, but but like they've been toying with this, for, you know, before the pandemic. And I think it, technically they could have, they were beating Marvel to the punch on the multiverse concept, and then everything just mm-hmm. went to hell. But and this was supposed to be released last year, right? Originally. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. So like it, like, yeah, it would have been come, it would have come out before No Way Home. Mm. Um, no, no, wait, No Way Home was. Have I lost track of time completely? I have. No Way Home. Was... Um, hold on, I'm I'm gonna tell you now. I'm just going back to the original release date of the Flash. Because I mean, it had been. You know, there was a director. Yeah, because No Way Home was 2021, so it would have been after the fact. I've just lost track. I've just realized I lost track of time because I was like, wait, that wasn't last December. Um, Mm. But anyway, the point is, like, we've seen it before. We've seen the gimmick of, like, oh, we're bringing back older versions of characters. So, like, you know, that part, Mm. with the exception of the fact that the specific characters being Batman and bringing back former Batman or current Batman, or however you want to look at it, is exciting for me as a fan. You know, just Mm -hmm. like it was, but it's like even that gimmick has kind of like been there, done that already. Um, And again, that this is all... So when I say lame duck, these are all things that I'm not going to be as excited about because I feel like this movie is now like a one-off gimmick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And again, the movie could be great, and I hope it is. You know, and I hope it becomes this awesome superhero adventure that I can watch over and over again, right? But the thing is, like, it's now just become like a one-off concept, like a gimmick. Let's just do all of this. We're going to do that and to reset. And that's why, that's what I mean when I say, like, the lame duck status. Because a lot of the things that it, it had going for it, like the introducing the multiverse stuff and all that, like been there already seen it you know bringing back the older characters and stuff like that mm-hmm. for nostalgia <clears throat> already seen it um yeah not giving a like i mean yeah it was cool it was wild seeing michael shannon back as general zod but <clears throat> like I, you know whatever like i don't okay that's fine <laughs> like i he's not a flash villain first of all i I, like so, like, are they going to introduce? Is Superman going to be back in it? Because that's he's the the main guy. So, no, like, how does that play yeah, a role? Like, it's like th- it that just like seems. A, it feels very gimmicky like, to me, like overly yeah, gimmicky. So, because there's it's no as if like there's no Superman and Zod shows up, and he like never existed. Some some shit like that. That's kind of like where I'm going. And I also think in in terms of the the difference, just to write off of what you're saying here, um, the difference between. <laughs> what Spider-Man No Way Home does and what what we know of the, this film in particular, at least up until now, is that, like, at the end of this film, M- Michael Shannon's thought doesn't matter anymore. Right. Right? Like, Keaton, however however the, the, the sort of, however things fall, may or may not be back and something like we don't know, but like we know for a fact that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are out still out there somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So like, right. 
and because the multiverse concept the still is a thing in it, the it's MCU. It's a big thing now. It's, it's yes. even bigger than it was, and it's, you and, know, from, from that film. Yeah, so that's really, when I say the lame duck thing, that's what I mean. Like, we're, we're building a movie. So this Flash movie is set in a universe that is essentially, it's over. Right. It was never developed. It's been a mess to begin with. Right. So we have we don't have a lot of connection to these characters. There's not a super connection to this version of the Flash. Right. Because, I mean, it's that whole universe was a mess. Um, you know, so we're bringing back Keaton's Batman. OK, that's that's awesome. But again, like there's not a real connection to it's not a Batman movie. It's a flash movie. Right. So, mm-hmm. whereas again, like in no way home, they were, they were other versions of Spider-Man. So you could play off of that. And, and they, they tied in things like Andrew Garfield catching the MCU version of MJ, reminding him of what he couldn't do for his version of Gwen Stacy. Like that's right. the type of moment that made that movie magical. You, you're not going to get anything like that in this movie. And I know I haven't seen it yet, but I can almost guarantee you you're not going to get anything like that in this movie because there's no core for that to happen, right? right. Like we're we're seeing yeah. So there's two versions of Barry Allen or whatever, but like you know we're not yeah. I mean, so it's just it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. And and again, it like you said before, like the multiverse still exists in the MCU. This is a movie that's introducing the multiverse and ending the multiverse <laughs> like all mm. at the same time. So it's like all of these concepts that are going to be cool. They're done at the end of this movie. Mm. So, mm. you know, it's like the movie itself could still be amazing and stand on its own. Hopefully because it's going to have to, um, but like ultimately what is it? <laughs> Like, again, mm. and maybe it's part of, like, a movie like this has to, it can only be, to me, or a concept like this is only as strong as what you what came before it and what's going to come after it, right? You, you, It's what you built up to. So having this multiverse, like, so, yes, we have a connection to Michael Keaton's Batman, okay? I don't know that we have that connection with with this version of The Flash, you know, with Ezra Miller's Flash, um, we we are being introduced to a brand new character in Supergirl. So there's not a connection there because we're mm-hmm. we, we've never seen the character before. This version of the character before, um, Affleck's Batman. Again, we've never really gotten him in his own movie. So you know, the connection there is mainly it because it's a version of Batman and Batman's also. Um. So it's like, I, yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, we'll see. So I'm, I am curious about how it, how they wrap it up and tie it up. Um, you know, and it, it's cool to see Keaton. It's cool to hear, you know, the, the tones of the Batman 89 score in there. Mm-hmm. Although, and, and in, in a true context, not the way they did it in, <laughs> theatrical version of justice league which was gratuitous and out of place this at least makes sense right Right. having it so that's cool to see that um but yeah like i guess part of it is like i don't have that connection to the dcu because i haven't liked most of it so it's like okay so you're ending that era like great i've wanted it to be over and so i'm not like emotional over the ending of it 
and I'm kind of looking forward to what's coming next. So I've, I've sort of like mentally moved on to that. So hopefully yeah, this you is divorce a, yourself. Yeah. Hopefully it. it's a cool vehicle for Michael Keaton as Batman. Um, and yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes yeah. from there. And I think, and, and, and it's been, I mean, the other thing too, is it's been, it's been edited like, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there, there were lots of commentary from Ben Affleck himself talking about he did they did something really great and he was really excited about it and who knows what's left of that. So, um, I guess wait and see. Cautiously optimistic. See, yeah, I mean, there've been a lot of writers, a lot of directors, a lot of ideas for this going back well, to when it was dude, originally announced. I mean, you're talking about almost six, well, 2018. Yeah, I mean, you know, we had Rick Famuyiwa and and um, uh, Graham, then yeah. the guy there, whatever his name was, and and Lord and Miller were attached at one point, and mm. I mean, now you know, Andy Muschietti's got it, and we'll see. Hopefully, we get the one who the Andy Muschietti who directed it, Chapter One, and not the one who directed it, Chapter Two. Mm. Um, you know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just if if the the. I think the most fascinating movie you can make would be the the movie about the development of this film, because if you yeah. ever read it, it's it truly is fascinating. For every the, DC film, it, well, it's fascinating too, only because of like, not only was the, the, you know, the stuff with Ezra Miller right problematic, you know, which happened kind of later in the you know more recent years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you have the pandemic, obviously, but but even before that, like. As the DCEU was starting to fall apart, like this movie was the one that really like suffered the most dramatic changes because of it. Because originally Cyborg was going to be a big, it was going to be like a team up. That's how it was going to be like a team up. Yeah. Thing. And then that went out the window and like there was all that stuff. And like it just went through a lot of different changes as the DCEU started to crumble. Um, and to get to where it is now is it's a pretty fascinating thing. I mean, there's people that have outlined that you can even go on like Wikipedia, but if you do just read it, it's really interesting. Like where this thing started and like it, then it became a pure flashpoint movie at one point. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, no, now it's going to be a flash movie, but it's going to, there's going to be some inspiration. You know, it's going to be inspired by flashpoint a little bit. And then like, yeah, it's just all over the place. Um, yeah, I was, I was reading it the same, the same, uh, <laughs> the same thing on Wikipedia, and it's like Robert Zemeckis and Matthew Vaughn. You know, yeah, like, like in the beginning, yeah. Sam Raimi, Mark Webb, Jordan Peele, like yeah. they literally shopped this shit around to yeah. every director. <laughs> that was that was on the the Warner Brothers payroll. Yeah. Then it was like, well, are we even going to bother? And then I yeah. guess they finally said, well, you know what? This could be the way to just blow, you know end the whole thing and. I mean, you know, honestly, they just could have ended it, you know, Yeah. but that's fine. I mean, look, if you could turn the, the ending of this fascinating, uh, to be nice, fascinating chapter in DC film history, uh, if you could turn it into a major event film and do it in a fun way, great. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right. Cheers. Cheers. To yeah. That. Um, so I guess might as well get into, um, the the future of the of now the DCU, right? 
which is what mm-hmm. they're calling the new James Gunn, Peter Safran uh, vision. Um, James Gunn did a thing. I don't really want to call it a slate, right? Because it was really more of just like announcing plans more than anything, right? Because the only one movie has an actual release date. Is Superman. Which is, right. Superman so he, the, the feature films that they announced were Superman Legacy, which James Gunn wrote. Or will be writing, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, that's going to, yeah, debut July 11th, 2025, as of now. Uh, and that's going to focus on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing. Mm. Okay. Uh, and, of course, James Gunn threw out some things saying that, you know, it was going to be inspired by, like, all-star Superman and stuff like that, which is a great story. Um, so, cool. Uh, the Authority. Right, mm-hmm. which is Wildstorm characters. Um, the Brave and the Bold. So this is going to be the DCU's Batman. Right. And also the introduction of Robin. But it's going to be the um, the Damian Wayne, Wayne Robin. Right. So something we've yeah. never seen before in live action, which I'm all for. Uh, based on the Grant Morrison run, which is fantastic. So... You know, the interesting thing with that is I'd be, I'm really going to be interested to see how they where they go with that because that's a rich story that, to me, requires kind of a lot of backstory. Mm. Like, you can't just dive into that. So it'd be interesting to see where their starting point is with that. You know, like... Right. Because, like, you, the Damian Wayne character, you just don't want to, like... It's not someone that should just exist all of a sudden, you know? Mm. Um but that's pretty exciting, and obviously that also means we will be getting a new Batman. Uh, so, you know, clear. We're going to be getting a new Superman, new Batman again. Um, and then Supergirl, as we mentioned before, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, um, based on Tom King's uh, story. So that that's another uh, idea. And then Swamp Thing, which James Mangold seems to be teasing on social media that he yeah. he's either going to be doing this or wants he's to be doing it. it. And, uh, great. <laughs> I, I, you know, Swamp Thing wouldn't have been, you know, something that I would have thought of as being part of your first like wave of films or whatever, but I, I'm nothing wrong with, I'll be all for a James Mangold directed Swamp Thing movie. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, the, the, the moniker for, for this sort of, <laughs> for lack of a better word, First phase. Well, he's calling it chapter one, right? Chapter, Gods and Monsters. right. Thank you. Is uh, Gods and Monsters, as we mentioned before. Yes. Um, so I'm not fully sure where Batman and Robin fit into that because they're neither, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean uh, you can't introduce missed... some monsters and gods. Yeah. There's also uh, Paradise Lost. Right, so these are and now the the television shows or the HBO Max right. shows are Creature Commandos, a seven episode animated show where Amanda Waller creates a black ops team out of monstrous prisoners. Gunn wrote all of the episodes of the first season. Uh, Waller, starring Viola Davis, uh, <clears throat> features Team Peacemaker and will be written by Crystal Henry, who wrote episodes of Watchmen. So great. <laughs> Right. Uh, and Jeremy Carver, who apparently wrote for Supernatural. So I guess that's going to be our continuation of the Peacemaker universe. 
Yeah, it's like two point or one point five, which is amazing because Viola Davis seems to survive all of these changes uh, to the DC. <clears throat> excuse me, the DC film universe. Uh, somehow, her version of Amanda Waller has been the constant. Right. Um, so does she not get erased? I'm kind of lost here. Well, that's what I mean. We'll see. I guess. Um. I guess it's always been up in the air as to where that fit in anyway. Mm. Right. Uh, Booster gold. So that's going to be a show and lanterns, which apparently is going to be a real big, which you would think right. it should be right. A huge like a show, right? show as far as scope. Yeah. And paradise lost. So, which right. is the prequel to wonder woman set in Themyscira. Um, which maybe builds up to an, our new Wonder Woman, maybe, because right. why else Gosh. would you do it, <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's not you know, you would think you'd want to do that. Um, so yeah, so that's the for now. That's the stuff that James Gunn announced. Um, right, and he said there's a bunch of other stuff peppered in. We and then uh, the Batman got his. Uh, Part two, right? The Batman part the two. The Batman part a, two, which will be coming out in 2025 as well, which is interesting timing. Because right. it's just, which tells you that the Brave and the Bold would, I assume, is not coming out in 2025. Because I don't think you'd right. want to do that. <clears throat> so just um, in time. And the question is, will Matt Reeves get a third movie? Because he may not. I don't think there's yeah. any guarantee. The fact that they're calling it the Batman part two. It doesn't mean you can't have the Batman Part Three, but by calling it the Batman Part Two tells me that they're they're prepared to tie this thing up if need be. Right. You know, wrap it all up and move on. And because I don't, I mean, I know you know Else Worlds and all that, but like the average moviegoer doesn't understand what Else Worlds is. They don't know what that shit is. No. They're gonna be like, wait a second, why yeah. am I watching this Batman movie here? Right. And there's another Batman coming soon. Exactly. Or, so does it, I mean, and, and do people actually really give a shit right now about anything that James Gunn said other than the folks that have been following this stuff? Well, no. I mean, like, the average person the, doesn't know any of this exists. Yeah. Yeah. Mainstream audiences don't know about any of this shit. And that's fine like, because they won't know until the the first trailers come out for any of this stuff which is the point right right but right so so i mean that's the thing like they're not going to know that there's another batman coming so and so to your point i mean i think there's there is going to be that point where they're going to need to cut well i don't say cut ties wrap up matt reeves yeah story because it may confuse audiences if you end up having you know robert pattinson's batman run right smack into right or around and I, and I think 2025 is perfect timing for that. <laughs> you yeah. know, just as you're getting your DCU off the ground, it wouldn't surprise me. Just tie it up in a boat. The Batman. I mean, what was the, did they announce a release, an actual release date? For the, Batman? As of now, yeah, for the Batman. I, I thought it was like October or something. It could be. Is that right? October is like a, October 11th, maybe, or something? October 3rd. So it's after mm-hmm. Superman, which is interesting. 
Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so that that's going to be that. But, you know, and the reason why I mention that is because they only announced the one date for the Superman Legacy. And the belief is that that's going to be the thing that kicks this all off. Maybe that's an incorrect assumption on our part. That's going to be the thing that uh, decides whether or not this thing moves forward. <laughs> well, no, I don't mean that. I I'm mean, kidding. I think that it, it, it may very well be the first film. It may not. I mean, do we know that for a fact that it's going to be the very first thing that we get? In well, this well so, I mean, that's what I mean. That's what he said. Yeah, that's what James Gunn said in his in his video on Twitter. Um, he, uh, you know, he talked about the, the first you know the la- I say the last couple of films, uh, saying that the Flash would restart the DCU, but the and that the first official DCU uh, film, or did he say film? I feel like he said film uh, would be Superman. That's not to right. say that there won't be maybe some other thing, but I don't. I can't imagine anything else is in production yet. Well, of the Maybe films, some animated stuff? that's what I mean. So that's what I would say. I didn't expect any of the oh. films to come out before it, but like, you know, could it be that we get Waller or something like that first? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe mm. not. Um, but because, I mean, there is going to be, <clears throat> you're talking about a year, um, you know, you're talking about a year and a half from the time Aquaman comes out before then you would get anything DC, which mm. I guess is fine. <clears throat> but I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting. I mean, there's obviously would be a lot of like casting announcements and things like that, which get people talking and get people interested. But like, when are these other movies coming out? Like, you know, Superman comes out July 2025. Now the Batman, which isn't part of this comes out October of 2025. So now you would assume that the whatever the next movie is going to be mm-hmm. probably doesn't even come out until 2026. Or I mean, I guess it, it could come out at the end of 2025, but I don't feel like that's a thing. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> like, when exactly does this thing really get going? <laughs> Because it, it feels like it's a long way away. And, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about it possibly more than, you know, three years before we get mm. anything after, you know, Superman Legacy. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they blow anything up if Superman Legacy doesn't work for whatever reason. I can't imagine that. You yeah. know, because what they're so, doing is they're not tying it so closely together where it's like all or nothing. They right. could always make adjustments on the fly because they have that flexibility. Yeah. So, so to go back uh, to what Gunn was saying, he he, he said that uh, Superman Legacy would be the true beginning of the DCU. Okay. So that kind of gives it a, in my mind, a definitive. Yeah. This is the start. <clears throat> and it kind of makes sense because one, you need a little bit of breathing room. From the rest of the shit that they're about to wrap up, and two, you gotta produce, you gotta, you gotta put the damn thing in production. You gotta finish yeah. writing it and get it, getting going. Uh, we'll see how that, how that all goes. I, I'm, you know, dollars to donuts. I'm pretty sure this guy already has his Superman cast, uh, or at least he's having conversations with the right, right. R- with the right people. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think. Oh, it, and there is another. Wait, there is another Superman. A property right i think still in the works with like jj abrams the 
I don't. I would assume that's not a thing anymore. Really? Well, I, I mean, feel it, like someone said that that was like still around. I, where though? It's not I part of anything James Gunn announced, and it's not anything that's like <sighs> if that was going to be a thing, right? If if they still haven't even started production on it, you know, you're probably talking about a twenty. I mean, I can't imagine that's a thing anymore. <clears throat> you know, mm. sometimes people have to look at. <clears throat> excuse me. Sometimes people have to look at what isn't said just as much as you have to look at what is said. Like, I always, I thought it was fascinating because yeah. there are still people that were like, oh, well, Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa could still be Aquaman and Wonder Woman. And it's like, well, but he didn't say that. And, and the fact that he didn't should be telling because right. there would have been no reason at all if you already had these people under contract as the character to not announce projects with them. Right, right, right. The reason would be because you're not going to. And we know the rumors with Jason Momoa playing Lobo and all of that stuff, and we'll see what happens with that. But um, so if they did not announce this J.J. Abrams Superman, that the, you're talking about the like the Tanahasi Coates one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would assume that's out because again, mm. like, why would you want to? That was still part of the previous regime where like they just don't know what they want to do with Superman. Seems like now they have a pretty good idea of what they want to do with Superman. Right. Um, so I would assume that that's not a thing anymore, uh, mm. because why wouldn't you have announced that if it was going to be, um, and if, if it, if it is going to be a thing, who's produced, cause like these guys are in charge now. Yeah. They're burning yeah. off the stuff that was already in the can, but it, so here's the funny, here's the, here's the thing. Just like so- they scrapped Batman Cape Crusader, it seems like, which is sad. Right, but, but but here's the thing. So so there's there are some stories. Uh, now these are a little dated because they're from December. So obviously pre, pre his announcement. Yeah, they were saying it's still it was still moving forward. Yeah, but uh, where's it move? It despite, hasn't moved despite, forward at all. Where's it moving? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what. Like you know, it might just be an Elseworld thing. I, I guess, but, but I mean, if you're rolling, if you're if you're kicking off your entire DCU with a Superman film, like, yeah, why, why would you do that to yourself? Yeah. Well, you just had that conversation with Batman. I mean, the, and that's a know, more that's established like... product. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It, it might be one of those things that just gets shelved and collects dust and people forget about it. But, um, yeah, yeah. I heard somebody else say, I forgot where, where, where I heard that, that that was still, and like I said, you look, look, they've got this Elseworlds moniker. You know, they've got another, you know, outside of the Batman. They've well, got, they, you know, the, yeah. the sequel to the Joker that will float around there. Um, who who knows, you know, what, what other stuff they might decide to go. Yeah, you know what? Maybe we will uh, dabble in this while while keeping our, our sort of legit universe off to the side. Right. But and but the Joker. um. The Joker movie comes Contra- out next year, the sequel. Yeah. So, like, again, that's that'll be gone, right, by the time... Like, the Elseworlds right. thing is something that's fan-created, right? I don't believe anybody affiliated with DC has actually said we're, we have an Elseworlds universe. Uh, no, I think that came out of James Gunn's mouth. Did it? Yeah. Well, I mean, but, but talking about it in the present tense, though, because, again, he can't, he can't have these movies be lame ducks... So, like, he's right. talking about the Batman, which is going forward, and he's talking about, uh, because you kind of can't do that to Matt Reeves, or it's really not fair, 
to yank the yeah. rug out from under him. And you you already had the Joker movies in production, the sequel. So yeah, like, I mean he he didn't say that there would be like other Elseworlds. Right. I don't think he did. I have to go back and rewatch that video. But he he did say these would be Elseworld stories while we get our yeah. DCU. Right. I mean that's another way of saying that. lame duck. <laughs> Yeah. His kind of lame dog. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Who who knows? I mean, money talks, right? Like those things could make bank. Are you gonna like say, nah, we're not gonna? The, the audiences don't seem to care that there are two different actors playing the same character in these wildly different universes. Like, well, I mean, it, you know, you never know what's gonna happen with Joker. That's gonna be fascinating because the first one made an insane amount of money. Yeah, and is this one going to be able to capture that magic? And I look, you and I talked about it at the time. We believed still that people thought they were going to see more of a Batman movie than they were. Yeah, we'll yeah. see now if that if they can get away with that twice. Also, it's you know, the the well that too, but <laughs> the Batman <laughs> did well at the box office, but it didn't do like hold everything. We need to rethink things. Money. Right. You know, like, so, and law, you know, diminishing returns. I mean, if the Batman part two doesn't do as well as the Batman does, then I don't even think you have to think about that anymore. Um, yeah. But, I mean, they very easily could have uh, not announced a Batman project. You know what I mean? Like, right away. They could have yeah. just been like, hey, you know what? Let's let the Batman part two come out in 2025 and let see what breathe, the future yeah. of Batman is going to be. And if that movie is an enormous hit, then maybe we think about seeing how we can fold that in somehow. But yeah, instead, they're like, no, we're doing the Brave and the Bold. It's going to be a new Batman with Damian Wayne as Robin. And that's the direction we're going. And since this is a shared universe in a way, like that's going to be our Batman. I, I don't know that you want to invest all that money in competing Batman properties. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I feel like he has a like, obviously, it's not just a, I say slate, you know, a, a, a collective of films. Yeah. These are all laddering up to something. Yep. Right. They're all con- they're, so. Not only are they connected, but there has to be some sort of galvanizing moment for all of these things to kind of coalesce around one another. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, what's the point? So yeah, I I mean I agree. I don't I don't think I never thought that that was a smart idea. Anyways, because I thought there would just be general confusion. Although the Joker proved me to be completely wrong in that matter. But to our credit, I do think people were signing up for a different kind of film. Um, although that doesn't necessarily uh, answer the repeat viewings that many folks had had of that film, which is questionable about people's moral, moral compass. Anyways, um, suffice it to say, I mean, I think th- there's going to be some, you know, we'll, we'll see how, how he continues to build this and whether or not, you know, the concept of, of Elseworlds takes takes hold if they, they continue to invest in it. I don't really think they will. I don't either, because it just doesn't make sense. It's there's a lot of if they're gonna do this type of a thing where you're cranking out of like, you know, two three movies a year and all these shows. Like, when are you even gonna have time to develop and produce right. these elsewhere? When are you gonna get the money? Because if those things don't return, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah. That and too. he's going with deep cut. He's not, he's doing some wild shit. He's not going with like. He's not going with the Trinity. He's going like Booster Gold, which yeah, like Swamp I'm Thing. Sorry, that's yeah, Swamp Thing, and then like 
what, what is it commandos i don't even creature commandos yeah, never the, heard of those the people. authority Ever. i mean he's yeah the authority, he's, so like you said he obviously has a plan yeah. There, there's gonna be a, there's a reason, and like Superman, this version is his version of Superman, the new version of Batman and Robin, they are going to fit somehow with Swamp Thing, with the Authority, with Supergirl, that whatever version of Supergirl right. we get, with Amanda Waller, with Amanda Waller, with Creature Commandos, with um, uh. You know, whatever, whatever else, uh, with the Green Lanterns, with all of that, yeah. like they're all gonna fit with Booster Gold. That's all gonna fit somehow. There's a reason why they're all part of this Chapter One Gods and Monsters, mm-hmm. and, and you know that's the thing. Like he's, this is going to be like one. They're telling you a big story here, so that that's why you have to start to think like you know. There's a reason why they they chose these specific characters and didn't choose others. For now, right. you know, right, right, um, right, right, and it's you know it's fine because you want to save some stuff. Look, we just had years of, you know, we had two Wonder Woman movies. We have we will have had two Aquaman movies. Um, you know, we've had a lot of Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Superman. You know, we know that whole story. We've gone over it a million times. So it is interesting that they're choosing Superman again to kick this off. <laughs> um. Mm. You know, which is fascinating because uh, I don't know if that's well. We'll show you how to do it right this time, and and it's important to get this right, or what? I don't. That's know. what that kind of feels like to me. Yeah, um, it's but, like we're gonna we're gonna give you a Superman with a little bit more meat on the bone. You know, it's not gonna be this one dimensional character, right? Because and the other thing is, you need an A lister. At least one or two A-listers, right, to, to get people interested. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to – obviously, they, they weren't going to use Wonder Woman. They're not going to use Aquaman if you you know even consider Aquaman an A-lister. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're good. they chose Batman again, of course, and Superman. Right. So you, you, you kind of have to get Superman right in order for a lot of this stuff to work. Do you think – this is going to be a wild question – do you think it's Clark Kent as Superman, or do you think it's uh, John Jonathan Kent, John Kent, I, like a younger, I younger? Because the, they're saying younger. I, I didn't. I, I didn't think. I just. I assume. Yeah, I think. I think. Like, what if? Kent. What if? Like, we're all thinking it's Clark. It's all Clark Kent, but he's actually setting up a younger son of Superman story i mean well if he uses all-star superman as his inspiration right then you would think it would be clark kent and it would fit right right um Hmm. so yeah i mean you know could you build to that because here's the thing like i think if you want if you're going to introduce damian wayne into the universe then at some point you know, if you wanted to, you could do like a Super Sons thing, right? And yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what, what if they're? What but if you can't do that if Jonathan Kent's already like a, a somewhat more mature Superman. It doesn't really yeah, work as well. Know. But now again, I'm not saying they're going to do Super Sons, but I'm just saying like it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, a, I mean that that that's a thing. Like you know, because because now again, you're you're you're. 
Batman is now slightly older, which is fine, yeah, you know, because I think we're we've already you know we're, we've hinted at like a grizzled grizzle grizzled uh, Superman. I mean Batman, and we're gonna get him again in Michael Keaton. Uh, so maybe it's like a forty-year-old Batman with a kid. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I'm not even gonna try to figure out how these pieces connect. So I'm just gonna leave it that. Yeah, I mean, I assume without, it's Clark Kent. Exactly. Without knowing, and like, we don't know Dick, and I don't know what it's you know a slightly younger Superman because Henry Cavill's. Uh, I don't even think he's forty yet, right? No. So what does that mean? Does that mean thirty? Does it mean thirty-two? Does it or mean tw- like? Uh, yeah, I mean no, because it's not even. Tw- it's not even. It's not even. That's and that's the thing. Like that. That's the. That was the piece that gave me pause. Is like Henry Cavill could have gotten away with playing a thirty-two-year-old Superman. Sure. Um. Yeah. So is it actually a, a young or way uh, younger I mean, Superman? No, honestly, I, I, it, or it could just be a nice way of saying we wanted to go with a different actor. Sure. You know what I mean? Like a or, positive or spin on it. it's just James Gunn saying, hey, F you, Rock, and your seven bucks production. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be. Thank you be. for screwing this up, Her- I mean, Hiram look, Garcia. how James Gunn has kind of been unfiltered in his opinions of the previous regimes and the movies yeah. and things like that. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if some of this stuff is all about that. I mean, he may have just wanted a clean break, and I get it. Yeah. Like, if you're going to start this over, start it over. So, you know, without being insulting to Henry Cavill, who was great in the role for what he was given, you know, to work with, you could just say, well, we want to go with a slightly, you know, just that's again, it's the whole thing of like Elseworlds versus lame dog, all of that stuff. It's all about positive spin right now. Um, So we'll see. You know, we'll see where they go with it. But, like, it's very possible that they go with maybe someone in his late 20s, which would be about 10 years younger than Cavill. Mm-hmm. You know, so who knows? Um, I mean, maybe they want to cast a slightly younger actor, but the Superman, the age of Superman doesn't really matter that much in the context of the story they're telling. But they just want somebody who, you know, five or six years down the road isn't going to look Five, you know what I mean? Like being in his yeah, mid forties yeah, yeah. or pushing fifty, uh, because they so got Keanu Reeves. You know, because Superman <laughs> is in blood. Superman, and eventually, if they want to build to Kingdom Come, right, which is what James Gunn teased, like that yeah. would give you an older Superman. But he, you know, he can't be seventy five either. Right. You know, so if you're thinking ten year plan, you know, Henry Cavill's fifty or whatever he's going to be at that point. Yeah, maybe. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, that that is interesting though, because now that I think about it, he wants a younger Superman, but he's got a ten year plan that supposedly is going to build to Kingdom Come, which means you would want your Superman to be older, which kind of goes right. against that whole concept. I don't know. I mean, they could, you know. I mean, is that gonna are they gonna cast a specific Superman just for Kingdom Come and you know shoot us way into the future? I guess you could always mm. do that. That would be weird. I think because mm. again, it's mm. about that connection. I mean, look, we had this conversation. Makeup, makeup is so good these days. It yeah, doesn't even matter. I mean, you, you, Tavo, and I had a conversation on uh, online the other day uh, um, through Messenger about um, Marvel, right? And it started by you yeah. saying something about you were watching Shang Chi again, and oh you know, yeah, you yeah, forgot yeah. how great that movie was or whatever, and people aren't talking about it. And, and I was saying how I think that. You know, part of the reason is because this last phase of Marvel was 
like disconnected. And then I had to explain what I meant by that, which is that it felt it was just like a series of films that didn't have they didn't build to an end game, no pun intended, right? It right. didn't it didn't it was just movies and now it's like we're starting the next phase with Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and it's like, but wait a minute, then what was the purpose of that because we've gotten so used to like these phases building to something building to an event and there there were culmination moments in those in those phases yeah and and i think the other thing too is like what what marvel was able to do is they they used you know they they got us what made the event films so great especially like infinity war and endgame was that they had got us to connect with these characters so deeply because mm-hmm. they, they had a core group of characters, right? Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Black Widow, the Hulk to a point, right? Where we would, they made sure that we always got their movies. Mm-hmm. And then they would slowly introduce new characters, right? Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man. Right. Um, you know, th- sprinkle in this and that, and, and then they, but they, and they also used their established characters to introduce you to some of the newer versions of characters. Like Black Widow was introduced in Iron Man Two, Black Panther, and the MCU Spider Man were introduced in Captain America: Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so aside from Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant Man, like they weren't, you know, Doctor Strange as he, you know, was sprinkled in there. But but again, like you would always get like a Thor movie, a Captain America movie, like an Avengers movie, and then you would get like, oh, okay, now here's a new character for this phase. Whereas mm-hmm. this last phase was like it was a Black Widow movie that you know was a prequel, it, other than introducing us to some characters that are going to you know still be around. Like it really didn't have much of a purpose, right? Then Shang-Chi. The epitome of a lame duck. Yeah, exactly. Then you had Shang-Chi, which was great, but like right. it didn't, you know, and then we got Eternals. And then we got, um, uh, you know, what? We had Spider-Man. We had Doctor Strange. We had uh, Thor. Thor. And then we had all the Disney Plus shows, which is the game changer here now, right? Because right. now it's spread out to those as well. And it's like... Okay, you know, and yeah, so I just feel like those those early phase movies, I think they probably could have spread them out a little bit better. Like, I, I don't, you know, rather than go Black Widow into Shang-Chi into Eternals and then hit you with Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor, like maybe we could have gotten, they could have spread those out a little bit. Oh, and then Black Panther, you know, to end things. Right. Maybe they could have... So we got, like, all of our A-list titles, like your Spider-Man or Doctor Strange, if you want to call it that. Thor, Black Panther were the the end of the phase, and the beginning of the phase was, like, the introduction of some of these newer characters, and it's like you almost forgot about them by that point. Yeah. And then since they weren't reintroduced in anything... The the star films, like the headliner uh, films, set up other stuff. Like yes. other things that had nothing to do with what we were expecting things to do, right? right. So Spider-Man sets up street-level Spider-Man, really, right? Because, I mean, it didn't ladder into – it didn't connect into anything else. Doctor Strange went in a completely different direction for now, you know, with the introduction of Clea and this idea of incursions and stuff like that, which has a multiverse uh, yeah. play – if you get 
the sort of comic nods to that. But most, you know, most people who are watching these films like are gonna be like, "Who the hell was that? And why is that important? And like, how do you get the third eye again? And blah blah blah." Yeah. Um. Eternals. I don't even remember how. The, oh, that's set up by Blade. Well, kind right? of, and, yeah. And some of the, the sort of cosmic-related stuff, which I think is the thing that's, like, more on the shelf. It's, like, that's long-term. Um, Black Panther didn't really set up anything. No. Uh, except for mutants, really, in right. a way, because, you know, they you know they use that term, like, overtly with, with Namor. Um, and it feels like... That is also street level ish again because uh, yeah. it feels more government related, right? That makes any well, sense. and that the thing though, so that was really what we talked about too was how like you're talking about all these concepts, right? Yeah, they're, these they're themes, the themes, themes that are being, concepts, yeah, these themes so, that are being pulled right. from specific films yeah. and that. Whereas it used to be about characters, right? Well, yeah, yeah, no, I'm yes, um. Yes, it was about the characters, and you know, at some point, did any of these things directly connect to, like, look, the first phase was, like, the phase of the Avengers, like, let's get all the characters together, and we're gonna create the team, right? The, the team needed a MacGuffin, which was, which was Thanos, right? Because, like, who the hell were the Chitar? They came out of nowhere, you're like, okay, I don't even... And then Thanos gets teased at the very end. is like, it's not done. And then they went a completely different direction because you thought, okay, it was going to be Thanos, Thanos, Thanos. But it wasn't because then the next Avengers film comes out and it was like Ultron. Right. So that's kind of like, man. And then ultimately they had to re- they had to write the ship and go like, no, no, no. We're going to double down on the Infinity Stones. It's going to be like the third phase is going to be like where we start to really pay off on everything we were setting up in the first phase. Like phase two super squishy for the MCU. Um, and they were, you know, cause you, that's where you get your Thor. Uh, Winter Soldier was a completely different film. It had absolutely nothing to do with anything that was happening, you know, which is, which is great. But like, yeah, I feel like, um, this phase of Marvel films, each film is leading in a different, is like a thread that is tied to a to a larger rope, right? Which and we is, don't see the rope yet. Well, but and that's we all just, fine. But you got to get me passionate about the characters, though. First, a hundred percent. Because ultimately, that's 100%. what matters, you know. And um, you know, because like I, you I said, think, I think Shang Chi was probably the strongest one. Yes. Um, of the bunch because it was a new character that had a lot of work to do for itself, frankly. And but it's an enjoyable film. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man, I think we were already sold on, so that doesn't really sure. count. No. I think Doctor Strange, again, was already set up for. I think they just pushed him a little further along. Um, Thor did the opposite for what I expected it to do, which was like, I don't actually give a shit. I don't give a flying about Thor because he's so stupid. Yes, they've, they've really taken me out yeah. of caring yeah. about that character. I don't really give a flying F about what he does, who he is. I don't care. Oh, you got a kid? Great. Good for you. Yep. Go fuck off. Go somewhere else. Um, the Eternals was a swing and a miss. Yep. Um, I have more, you know, I have Wakanda Forever. I just finished watching that 
again probably for like second or third time. I'm more invested in little little Prince T'Challa. <laughs> Frankly, I mean, I feel like Shuri's story is done. Right. Well, and Namor. Ah, Namor. Yes, yeah. Namor. Yes. Yeah. Namor is uh, that 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 is that is probably the best thing to come out of uh, Phase Four. Yeah. In my mind, um, I'd love to see him fight Shang Chi. Actually. Yeah. Well, we'll and we'll have to see where that goes. I mean, the, the thing is. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting time. I mean, it's possible that right now, you know, I've I've always been hesitant to. I don't like the whole Marvel fatigue or superhero fatigue or any of that stuff because you know, just I look at reality and I see box office numbers and I'm like, okay, it's really not that much of a thing right now. But yeah. it creatively, that doesn't mean you can't reach a point where there maybe there's too much Marvel. And I feel like we may be getting to that point now for me anyway, where it's just too much. Yeah. I, I... I, it's funny because in our in our chat I said the same thing. I, it, yeah. I feel like we are we are at that place where it's like it's too much. Yeah, um, a lot of threads, like you said, a lot of different. There's the yeah, cosmic stuff, I mean, we, and there's the multiverse stuff, and there's the and then there's the there's the cosmic. And it's funny because the cosmic stuff, like again, that's that's like that's on the sh- like I, I say it's on the shelf. I know it's coming because we've got what Secret Wars. Yeah. Um. Was it Secret Wars? No, Secret Invasion. I'm sorry. Oh, well, Secret Invasion is the show. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got Secret Invasion. You've got uh, the the Marvels, and you have the very very end that sort of teaser uh, in Wandavision, right? Which sets up the Marvels, but also sets up Secret Invasion. Um, you know, so so like. And Fantastic Four, ultimately. And Fantastic Four, but like, so that's so deep. That's like, I mean, I can't even think about that right now. But like, yeah, that, that I mean, that's 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 out there. And I do think the Eternal stuff alluded to some of this stuff too. So, and I feel like the cosmic and the God-related things are all going to tie into each other. I mean, that's where it makes the most sense. Um, the multiverse thing is interesting, and I want to see how this how it pans out with. Um, quantum mania. Um, because I feel like they're going to be doing some explaining of things here for us. Uh, and then there's Loki, right? Loki season two, which is which is expected to come shortly. Like I think uh, sometime soon this year. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I think it's just going to be a continued like let's continue to explore the multiverse. Um, and then all that aside. You got your ground level people, right? You yep. got your your Daredevil, like Spider Man, wherever the hell he's gonna show up again. You got Echo, Kingpin, yeah, all of that stuff. You know, like that's not that that's that has no business going anywhere into space or into the multiverse or whatever. But um, you know, I feel like these are the themes that we're playing with, and and it's less about all of these things kind of collectively coming together again and more of like, enjoy your story here. And then like, if that's not your jam then enjoy your story over there and there might be some bigger connective tissues. I do think at some point there will be a a sort of all encompassing, like everyone gets in on this. Well, yeah, I mean, I would, they have two Avengers movies coming out at the end of this, these next couple of phases. You got the, what is it? The Kang, uh, King Dynasty. Dynasty, and then you got Secret Wars. So Se- yeah, Secret Wars. that's where everything you would assume comes together. Yeah, and probably you know things get shaken up again. 
It, I mean, that, that's that going to be that is going to be the flashpoint moment, I think, for the MCU. Right. And then do they bring they, in the X-Men at some point before that? You know, yeah. or do they hold off on the X-Men as long as possible? Until... You, got Deadpool, you got Deadpool 3. Like, so like that's exactly. going that, to that's gonna come sooner than we think. Yep. You know, do you do they save the full on X Men stuff until after Secret Wars, and then use that as the mm-hmm. basis? Uh, who knows? But I mean, they still have and, those empty slots, right? That they didn't announce. That's right. That's right. And so, and here's the other thing. So everything is connected, right? Like what we see in animation what we see in on disney plus and whatever so what if oh what if by the way is dropping soon yeah season two is dropping very soon um that's that's canon like that's all part of the same thing so where does x-men 97 fit in all this shit is that is that it is that like gonna be the thing that like you know what i mean i don't know i don't know yeah, I mean, you start to ask, like, you know, like Spider-Man freshman year, um, I mean, that's not going to fit necessarily. It's, you know what I mean? Like, that's going back. So right. this could very easily just be a way to appeal to fans of that show, which there were many, and reintroduce, right. like, characters and concepts, you know, and who knows? We don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would like to think with Marvel, there, there's a reason for everything. Um, but you know, maybe it's not always that deep. <laughs> uh, mm. Who knows? Um, but while we're talking about that, let's just run through quick before we talk about the Last of Us. Let's run through quick um, a couple oh. of other trailers uh, or TV spots that happened. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I got to tell you, so I love you know the first Guardians of the Galaxy is still one of my favorite Marvel films. And I, I I also really enjoyed Volume Two, which I know you know people go back and forth on. This trailer depressed me a little bit. Um, yeah, like it's and I get it; it's the last one and all that, and and who knows what the actual movie's going to be. But like, it's it's different than your typical Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Even the use of the music, like it's it's a yeah. kind of a depressing, dark trailer for them. And I don't know that I was prepared for that. Um, it, it's funny because I um, I went into it like going like, oh, it's gonna be like the same like group of funny fuckers. Sorry, I'm dropping the F on a lot on this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of funny funny guys just kind of going at it, and I yeah, I had the same reaction to it. I was like, wow, that kind of like punched me in the gut a little bit. Um, I think it was also because the holiday special was such a joke. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and. The Thor thing is like off the charts bonkers, like with the with the comedy, and I almost feel like James Gunn was like, "Yo, Taika, like you thought you were doing me a favor, so like chill the f out. I'm gonna show you how to actually do this properly. Uh, I'm gonna make it funny, but I'm also gonna make it real seriously, and then I'm gonna go on a high note and do this DC thing." Yeah, and, and I'm like, sure it's not as serious as the trailer. You know, gave off, and who knows? Maybe we'll get a second trailer that's a little bit more, you know. I think lighter. one of the guardians is dying. But well, you know what? And I'm okay with that. Like, I guess my so point is, yeah, it was a little depressing to watch it, but it doesn't mean I I hated it, and it doesn't mean that I don't feel like 
that's a direction that they shouldn't go in, right? Because yeah. it's different. We and need it, stakes. Yeah, it might have some impact, you know, for this group. Um, so that that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Fast 10, Fast X, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, ooh. I don't know how you top sending a car into space. But I guess they're mm. going to try because there's you talk about a lot happening in a trailer. I mean, this one said, oh, yeah, the flash. You got a lot going on in your trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Hold my beer. We're just going to every <laughs> every quarter of a second. We're going to have something else. Somebody else. I mean, we basically saw the film, although this one's probably like three hours long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even more of that shit. I mean, there's just a lot of people in this. Ah, and oh, my God. It's I, just I mean, I know they have one more after this, so they're bringing it home. But they're really. Yeah, apparently the the eleven or whatever they're gonna call it. That's the end. Because if you notice in this trailer, and you may have missed it, because there's a million like, things yeah, happening. The, the end of the road the, is coming. Yeah, something like that. It uh, st- starts here, some shit like that. Yeah, and I've been a fan of this know, franchise. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I do. Yes, they sent a car into space in the last movie. I didn't. And I didn't even see the last movie. At that point, you're like, Whoosh. and I thought John Cena was actually not good in it in the last one. So it's for me now. It's just like I'm ready to get to the end. Yeah, not for nothing. John Cena really isn't good in a lot of things. Real talk, like, well, which is weird because he's, he's been good. At, like, I've enjoyed him in certain things. Like, I enjoyed. He him was in, great in Peacemaker. Great peacemaker in, 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 in blockers. Blockers loved him in for the bit that he's in train wreck. Um, you know, there was but, a movie I saw recently. Actually, it was like, uh, God, I forgot the name of it. What's maybe it was like? What's I forgot what it was. But it was like basically he he he's part of a couple, uh, and they meet another couple in Mexico and they hit, hit it off or whatever. And then they try to like, let's say vacation. I think it's called vacation buddies. Uh huh. He's actually pretty funny in that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that movie is it. Look, it's, at yeah, this I point, it's, I'll be it's honest. fast 10. It's what you would, it's, you know, it, that series doesn't apologize for what it is, what it's become. But so God, man, it, I mean, can it at least try to be good? Like <laughs> decent, I, I don't even, you know, it's funny because I, I was watching that trailer and I'm like going back again to uh, to how this whole thing started. And I'm like, this is such a departure. Like, it's such a departure. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit if you have, yeah, we only live our life one quarter mile at a time. But let's have a race. Ugh. Like, that's the only, that's as close as it gets to the first film. Yeah, I mean, we're just gonna do the lineup as like we go through the through the cars, and we see all the drivers, and they're all looking at each other, looking great. But Jason Momoa, what, what, what? what, He he's eating one too many burgers. First of all, (laughs) I don't know what is going on with that dude. It doesn't even look like Jason Momoa. The entire trailer looks airbrushed. Yes, you know they're de aging everyone. Yes, Um, that is weird. I don't. And then they're like, oh yeah, Jason Momoa. We're gonna tie it all back to the film in Brazil. And I'm like. I'm sorry, I'm not doing this again. You guys did that. <laughs> and the thing Tom. is, they got Louis Leterrier to direct this one, who's kind of like, he has an interesting filmography, because, like, yeah, he directed the first two Transporter films, which I, I love for what they are. And he also directed Unleashed, which is a really underrated oh, Jet Li film. Oh my gosh, yes it is. Um, and AKA but Danny the Dog. Yeah, exactly. But then he also directed The Incredible Hulk and Clash of the Titans. 
Yeah. And yeah. and now you see me, which actually wasn't that bad either. Um and then he did the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. That's brilliant. Yeah. So like he's got a f- facet like he's got like a his filmography's interesting because it's like yeah you know like he's been used as like a kind of a we need a guy to step in type director but he's also done some really good stuff so it's like i don't really know what to do with that but okay um they're like they're like oh hey uh louis leteria he he did that film oh yeah let's hire him bombs yeah right and it's like oh shit we gotta find a director for this crap movie and he does a great job you're like oh it's Louis Leary oh yeah you you know he did that you know that thing that wasn't supposed to succeed yeah he did really well on that (laughs) yeah it's it's wild yeah so so there's that and then there was of course uh Indiana Jones oh god geriatric Jones and I I have yet to meet a truth I've yet to meet a person that has anything positive to say about any of these spots and trailers for this movie. Like everyone says the same thing. Like the CGI looks terrible. The de-aging looks terrible. Um, I I just, I, you know, you know, people don't shame on Steven Spielberg. Like for, wait, isn't no, not even still. Yeah. For Steven Spielberg and George Lucas for letting this get as far as it's going. Well, I mean, the only, the only thing I'm holding on to is that, I mean, James Mangold directed it. And it's fine, but God, it looks like shit. Yeah, I mean, but that doesn't mean that James Mangold can't make a bad movie. I mean, I mean, for real, but it looks like shit. It really does. I mean, we were joking yeah. on our chat about, you know, the monkey swinging scene and in, in, uh, whatever Crystal Skull Ugh. bullshit movie yeah, that was. Brutal. But like <clears throat> that last scene of him jumping out of the plane with Marion is exactly like the the swinging from from the vines with the monkey thing you're you're jump you jump it just looked really bad like pure um yeah green screen I, rotoscoping bullshit yeah digital double stuff happening and like the, and the other thing is the pacing of the trailers gives me a fucking headache yeah it's, it's like too fast i don't know what the hell is going on and then they're cutting between younger de-aged looking Harrison Ford, yeah. where you can totally tell they took a, 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 a deep fake face from you know um, the Last Crusade, and they're putting it on his head. Like I don't even. It looks like a digital clusterfuck. Yeah, I mean, look if if Steven Spielberg could direct Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and have it be as bad as it was, and certainly James Mangold could direct this and have it Hell be terrible. Yeah. So. But uh, we'll see on that. Um, yeah, so I mean, that was really, I mean, they also had the Air movie, which I could care less about with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon um, about yeah. Nike well, courting. The, uh, here's Michael another Jordan. franchise getting long in the tooth, which actually surprised me, though, because the trailer was interesting. Uh, Transformers. Oh, yes, which actually, yeah, I, I actually know. And I actually <laughs> because it's it's following up Bumblebee, which was really good. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of holding out hope that it's it's gonna go more in that direction, and and that they've righted the ship with that. So I I actually am interested in that. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh okay. Yeah, still not going to the theater to see it, but uh, correct. I'm yeah. right. Yeah, it looks all right. Looks okay. Yeah, can't can't complain. And uh, the director the guy who directed um, Creed two, which I enjoyed. So you never know. Yeah. Um, Never know. 
All right, so The Last of Us, which would be the yes. last thing that we discuss here this episode. Wait, you sure we don't want to talk about AMC uh, uh, seating? I'm kidding. Oh, or God, please. AMC, yeah. Yeah. Just when the theaters anyway. start to get some goodwill back and get people back, and yeah, they, they, AMC really decides to, to shoot them, themselves in the foot. Yeah. 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 But uh, no, let's talk about The Last of Us because now I, I am still behind, but I have gotten through the first four episodes. Mm. Um, I watched uh, the second episode yesterday and I watched episodes three and four tonight, actually right before we were recording. Uh, and so let me tell you. So my opinion so far, the show hasn't changed. It's still just really good, really well made, right? Really engaging television. But that third episode may be one of the best episodes of television I've seen in years. Mm. Um, I loved that episode more than I ever thought I would have because I, I usually like those like bottle episodes or capsule episodes where they're like kind of standalone. And they take it like usually you don't get them that early in a series. Mm-hmm. And usually they're like, yeah, like uh, what? What are we doing? I was engrossed in that. I thought, um, I just thought it was fantastic. The whole love story was mm-hmm. tremendous, uh, believable. Uh, it made me instantly care about these two characters that I knew nothing about and had never seen prior to this episode, and obviously now you know won't be seeing. But right. but man, that was great television. Even the music. The score, mm-hmm. the actual use of like popular songs, all of that was absolutely phenomenal. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean that was it. Like after that, and then the fourth episode is is good, but it was like you know kind of coming off of that third yeah. episode. It's like <clears throat> uh, you know it it doesn't. It's just like a good simple story. I mean the chemistry between um, the two main characters is great. Oh yeah, which helps yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, you know. So and, and and they use they use that story to uh, evolve that chemistry uh, for those two characters for for Ellie and, and Joel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just there's more to come. But uh, so wait, now there's so I'm only one episode behind now, right? There's been five. Yeah, there. you're one. Well, okay. you're one episode behind, which is a tremendous. Episode. That's what I've heard. Yeah, so that'll a be tremendous tomorrow. episode. Watch that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not gonna spoil anything for you, but like what the show does really well, <clears throat> and it's something I mentioned the first time we talked about it is, uh, it takes these moments, these like kind of fleeting moments that you experience in the game and it expands them in these beautiful, beautiful stories and like layers of context and subplot and all of that good stuff. It's just, you want to you see, you literally can sink your teeth into something that again was just a very quick, you know, it literally, you, you learn about Frank in a note in the video game and Bill is a is a is a character that you 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 know you meet uh, Joel meets Joel and Ellie meet, uh, and it's just a very broad stroke. You know, you kind of they're kind of alluding to potentially having a, a relationship together, um, but uh, that whole episode was was phenomenal. Um, you know, episode three that is, and uh, and the show just continues to deliver. I, I said it to uh, to our group chat, but. Uh, 
And by the way, for any folks that want to get in on 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 the conversation, please uh, please let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, and we're more than happy to add you guys. Uh, just just be prepared. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because it can it derails, and I am totally unfiltered. Um, but uh, where, was it, where was it going? I'm saying something about the show. The show. Why did I, why did I do that to myself? It derailed <laughs> my point. Uh, You're talking about the characters and the 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 layers in their yeah no it was yeah well no, why do you think no. about it i got this because i was looking trying to figure out like what this show is doing right right that other like video game adaptations haven't stick into the source material well it's and not only that but i you know uh, neil Druckmann, who's yeah, the co-creator the... of the series who was the creative director of the games right yeah he had this great quote which i think explains it all he basically said his, he, so this is his quote. My philosophy on this show has always been, when should we deviate and when should we come back? If it's kind of the same or worse, we stay where the game is. If it's better, we deviate. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. So obviously he said, he said based on what you just said, Bill and Frank were better. <laughs> this version of Bill and Frank were better. This story was better. So they went and did that. And that's what, unfortunately, and, and I guess having him as a part of this show, like he would understand maybe some of the unknown motivations or where he th would like to see these characters have been, yeah. right? Where maybe he couldn't do it because he had the scope of the game. And I think yeah. that also helps, yeah. you know, but of course the yeah. execution, I mean, the cinematography is spectacular. Uh, that helps. The score is great. That helps. And yeah. of course, your actors and your cast are fantastic. So that all helps. Well, the score is also composed by, well, it's partially composed by the same person who composed the game. Right. So. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I agree. And then there's, there's also subtle differences and you'll, you'll see this in the next episode, but there's subtle changes that are being made to characters. Like, so for Joel, for example, like. Joel, I think you saw this because you're in uh, – where are you, in Kansas City? No, where are they in Kansas City? Is that where they are? In in uh, episode four? Yeah, they get to that um, where the people are shooting at them. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so like the, the deafness thing in Joel's ear mm -hmm. is – that's not a that's, – that's not in-game. That's like a new thing. Right. And – it's a very, you know, it's a bit like, I don't know if you watch the, the little explainers at the end of the show. I haven't yet because I've just been busy catching up on yeah, the Yeah, these things are really, you know, like two minutes. Um, but like that's, a, you know, that's a humanizing thing that like he doesn't he doesn't have in the in the video game. Um, it exposes him kind of makes him like a little a little bit more vulnerable but also talks about some of the life that the life that he decided to live you know after sarah dies there's some other changes that you'll you know you'll see in the next episode oh, in the current episode with henry and sam where Druckmann says like oh he's like god damn you he's like it was so such a interesting layer that we've added to these two characters that i wish i had put in the game because it just adds you know extra complexity and 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 dimension to the the way that the characters interact with each other and he couldn't have been couldn't have hit that nail more on the head um you know there's a, just it is you know it's funny because the the first time 
I showed my wife the show. She was like, oh, you know, this is like The Walking Dead. And I'm like, no, not really. And she's like, well, you know, they used to do those like really in-depth stories. And it was like it, like I think the problem with what was happening with The Walking Dead is it became – too much of an equation where like you you could already see it was gonna be like okay yep these things were gonna happen with these human beings and then like you know zombies are gonna come or you know whatever yeah they walking they got um, into that that's when i stopped watching was like every time they would give you a backstory episode of a character the character died at the end of the episode right and it's right. like well then why do i care exactly yeah and this this um is almost like snapshots, like almost like you're looking at a picture of somebody <laughs> and you're, you know, you're, you're, you're making out like all of the detail and you, you guys kind of piecing it together. And I, I think, yeah, it's very, it's very different. Like I, I love just the way that it's um, orchestrated, you know, like it, it's more focused on that human connection versus the, the the elements of the outside of what's happening in the outside world exactly like the outside world is doing these things to people and how we are fundamentally reacting to those things is changing how we how we think how we feel how we act all of that stuff and the walking dead just glazed over much of that stuff yeah i mean it's also a different story right that they're telling so sure the story that this show seems to be it the theme of this show is really not about the attack Right or no. or the the action of of trying to kill, it's it's about people just kind of going about their lives in a new way, right? And and you know surviving. It's yeah, it's about love. It's about relationships. It's about it. it there's actually there's themes of immortality, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in here, like so, it's all about these human things. It's not a, human conditions, human emotions. It's not really about like the, the specific action. act of like, okay, we're trying to survive this, you know, not zombies, but this this infection apocalypse or whatever. Um, yeah, and that's that's the interesting thing. I mean, there, there's not a lot of action in this show. No. And that's fine because I, I want to actually care about these characters because that's the journey that, that they're taking me on. And that's the important part. We've seen a million stories <coughs> about, you know, zombies or people infected acting like zombie. Like we've seen this story a million times. That's not what, and in this show, they very easily, you know, if they did the typical video game adaptation route, they could have made it all about that. Yeah, you know, like it would have just been about that, and the characters would have just been—they would have existed to become either fodder, or they would have just been there to shoot guns and to kill things. And here, it's not at all what this is. This is a—we're on a journey with these characters, and they—they're giving you human stories, which is—that's why I was so fascinated by that third episode because it's like, wow, this is just like a human story. That is the byproduct of the events, but like ultimately that story resonates regardless of the backdrop. Right. You know, the events are what brought the two people together, but once they were together, it's just like any other really interesting love story. Yeah. And, and the complexities of the characters, right. About the type of person that 
Bill was right in the beginning of that mm-hmm. episode versus where he is at the end of the episode. It, like just the, the it's really just fascinating, really well done. A lot of layers to this. Yeah. Um, you know, some of which, you know, they would, the core of it was already there, I guess, from the game, but now they're adding to it. Right. So, so whereas you, as someone who played the game, you know, a lot of things, but like they're rewarding you with, adding new layers to this that are interesting as opposed to like when you do like a book adaptation, right? Where it's like, you know, they're, they're deviating for the sake of deviating or they're, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're, they're de-emphasizing certain things for the sake of television. Like this feels like the opposite of that. Oh yeah. The layers that they've added are, are, are like improvements. Totally. Um, you know, they're, they're, I mean, because in the, in the grand scheme of things, if you think about it, it's, uh, your job when you're playing the video game is to kind of like fight the fight. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that's, that's what you're doing. You're, right. you're moving from one, you know, one location to the next and yeah. you're spending a lot of time opening drawers and, you know, trying to collect items to, you know, rebuild your weapons and find ammunition. And in the middle of those things, you're getting some dialogue, obviously like Ellie will say something and there might be a cutscene or whatever. Um, but the story, the story, you know, there's a lot to to kind of unpack because truly the story is just a, you know, um, uh, th- this sort of like me and her against the world kind of thing. And I'm, you know, his his objective is to get her from, to, you know, to the fireflies. Yes. Um, what happens to him along the way? Less about actually what physically happens to him, but what happens to him emotionally is the story. That is the story. Right. It's that con- connection that he he starts to build and 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 nurture with Ellie, which is the which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, it, you know, it, the payoff of that is just next level. This this game is one of the it's one of the best games I've ever played in my life. And uh, and, I, and I would say that the show is is quickly going down in history for being one of the best shows and by all means the best video game adaptation i've ever seen yeah i mean it's, it's not a very high bar but this thing is like blown the bar like yeah it's, it's you like, know it's taken i mean if the bar was like you know at a two this thing's at like a 46 um so it's like yeah. it's it's raised the bar a lot but it wasn't there really haven't been a lot of good video game adaptations so it's like this is almost like the first really good one and the first great one the first amazing one like a lot of yeah. firsts with this one um it's going to be interesting to see how many how long they can go with this um i mean i know this first season is 9 episodes i think um yeah be interesting almost, to see done. yeah be interesting to see how how much they can go with it. i mean i know that there was a, a part two right to the game yeah so i don't know how much you know i don't know where they're going to be at the end of season one in relation to the, the first game you would obviously know once you see it better than i would like where they yeah. are at the end of this and how much more story you think they have um I mean, there's you know, there's also comic comic book material that they'll be pulling from. Okay. Uh, so so Ellie has Ellie has her own little backstory, which was brought to life in a comic book. Um, from the trailers, it looks like we're gonna get we're gonna get some of that. Um, so you know, I'm not gonna call it filler. Um, 
just more of like develop you know development stuff more character character uh development related things that are going to happen so so yeah i mean i think again i think that is the the beauty of the show in that it has multiple um source material bits to pull from to enrich the what you're seeing on the screen um you know versus again just getting her to where she needs to be which is what the video game is right and i mean they could also do what they did with like episode three right where you take characters that maybe in the video game weren't developed didn't have much of a backstory just had a general concept to them and just give them like an episode to explain their deal so i guess they could you know technically go for a little while um you know that remains to be seen but uh, yeah. yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. You know how based on, like, the, I don't know. I, like, if it ends the way that the game ends, then you know that that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a very interesting um, way to end a season. Um, and then there's there's obviously if they, it's already been renewed right for season two, and so like the Last of Us Part Two is a very different. Um, it's a very different game from the first one mm-hmm. in, in terms of like timelines and things like that too. Um, and there's and there's space in between those two games that they could expand on. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm okay with telling your story. Short, sweet. You know, I mean, I think Watchmen and British oh, yeah. and British television has showed us that just tell your story, and when you're done with your story, that's it. Yeah. Don't cave into pressure. Doesn't matter, you know. So, and that's that's a much more satisfying experience than sitting here talking about, oh man, I can't believe what that show became, right? You know where it right. started and what it turned into. Um, yeah, and I don't, I don't necessarily think we're going to get that. No, I, I don't think we I, will I certainly either. Hope not. But yeah, but you never know. I mean, there's pressure, yeah. but yeah, Money I don't talks. exactly. But I don't feel like. Yeah, I don't feel like this is heading that that way, yeah. um, which is fine, you know. And Watchmen gives me confidence. The fact that Damon Lindelof was able to stick to his guns and and get everybody to agree not to to do more with that yeah. tells you that okay, maybe HBO gets it. <laughs> yep. You know? So. Yep. Um, yeah. All right. So I guess on that note, we can uh, get out of here. Um, yeah, you go to the fanboygarage.com, check out our stuff. You know, like Aaron said, if you want to find us on the social media, um, the, the, the fanboy garage is still on that thing that Elon Musk owns. Uh, we're also on Instagram. Um, and, uh, you know, if you want to join the conversation, uh, on our social media, just kind of hit us up and we'll tell you how you can do that. Um, buyer beware. DM us. Yeah, DM us, and uh, and we'll get that going. Um, you know, or maybe we'll we'll start a group or something at some point. I don't know, but uh, for now, uh, yeah, you know, you know, just you'll find us if you have to. (laughs) Yeah, just just go to uh, wherever we are on on social media. Um. Even if you have and to e- you DM, send us a message on the uh, the Twitter account or the Instagram account. Yeah, we're we're that. still checking those things, and we'll so, let you so. know how to get get us. For sure. Yeah. Cool. 
Uh, so on that note, take care, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to episode 188 of the Fanboy Garage. Till next time, folks. You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast.